Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello there, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. It's my favorite day of the week, which some of you might think, like, uh, it's Wednesday. Isn't that supposed to be, like, Friday or Saturday? Well, if you're new around these parts, hello. I'm Riley, um, host of the Really Riley Podcast. I know a lot of you guys are listening going, yeah, we know, Riley, but if there's newbies around, I want to give them proper Hello. Um, this is the spot that I like to talk about all things real. I'm very raw about my approach. I take no bullshit. I am a mom of two, a wife of one, <laughs> I guess. Cause yeah, that's weird. Um, been married for two years before that I had a really tragic story with love. Um, so I talk about that as well. Um, I talk about fitness. I talk about my candle business a lot of different things, but the basic rule of thumb here is if I give you advice, it's because I've lived it or it's a very open-ended approach. Like I never want to give any kind of advice to anyone that isn't coming from the heart and isn't very honest. Um, so Ask Riley came about when I was on terrestrial radio and we're like, okay, well, I've basically gone down every broken, twisted road to get where I am today. And I'm still leading down some of them, but I have a little bit more knowledge these days. So why not share it? So that's how Ask Riley was born. So I put these on Instagrams and I ask you guys, Hey, what do you want to ask me? And you guys come up with some good stuff. Like always you make my job very, very easy. Um, so let's get into it. Um, someone said, how do you get through trauma? I was in a four car accident today and I don't want to drive again. Ay, ay, ay. Um, wow. Okay. So I've been in many accidents. Like actually when I was here in like the DMV area, I've been like hit more times than I have, you know, gotten in accidents of my own volition because I'm not the greatest driver. But I think the most traumatic one was when I got clipped when I was pregnant with Malin. I was like eight months pregnant. So I don't want to say the safety zone in any way, shape or form, but you know, they're pretty well cushioned in there when they're that far along babies. But I was very scared because Malin was our rainbow baby. And for a while, like an hour or so after the accident, he wasn't really kicking, which isn't like abnormal, but I was just very, very scared. So I had to go to the emergency room and obviously get everything checked out. And it was a long time because, you know, just emergency rooms take forever and, Obviously, he was fine because he's here and healthy today, but it was traumatizing for me as well. Like, I didn't want to go down that road for at least like a year. I did. And every time I did, I would like drive at a snail's pace. In terms of like trauma that is out of your control, I mean, all trauma is out of your control for the most part, but I know that like talk therapy works, but sometimes talk therapy doesn't work for everyone. I'm actually thinking that 
I might be getting to the tail end of what talk therapy can do for me alone. Um, but there's all different kinds of forms of therapy, right? You know, working out's my therapy. And I'm not saying that's, you know, really the thing that you'd maybe want to do here, but there's also, I've always talked about this, like sound baths, because I'm not great with meditation. It takes a lot for me to be able to get into a meditative state. Like I can do it with hot yoga because I can't do it with regular yoga, but for some reason, like the torture of hot yoga can get me there because you have to be so focused to be able to stay in that room when it's 90 something degrees and you're holding these poses and you've got sweat in your eyes and all the things. Um, I'm actually looking into, I have to look up the pronunciation of this because I want to say it right. Somatic. Um, somatic therapy. So what is somatic therapy? It's also known as somatic experiencing therapy. It's a therapy. It aims, it aims to treat PTSD and other mental and emotional health issues through the connection of, hold on, the mind and body. It's a body-centric approach which works by helping to release stress, tension, and trauma from the body. So unlike standard mental health therapies such as, you know, CBT that focuses predominantly on the mind, somatic therapy incorporates full-body-oriented things like dance, breath work, meditation, basically to support mental healing. So there's exercise therapy sessions that can include talk therapy, but they're mind-body exercises. I find... This is kind of my jam because every time I go to a sound bath and I release some shit, it's, it's always like good for my inner self, you know? So there's also something called brain spotting. So in addition to mind and body work, this therapy incorporates eye positioning to retrain emotional reactions. So this one definitely helped for me. It felt weird at first, but afterwards it was like okay like I would I will now revisit certain memories that we did with that that I don't feel the same as I did before as like I don't feel as much trauma when I think about them I need to go back to that I think um so hopefully that helps a little bit um oh goodness gracious you guys come up with some hitters man do you have a plan to prepare yourself with the upcoming one year of you getting it getting fired, keeping it a good, I didn't finish it because sometimes Instagram cuts you off, but you know, I guess basically keeping it good energy. I hadn't thought about it, which I think is probably a good thing to be honest with you. Um, but it is there crazy to me. That was a year, you know, like I was actually in Walmart today and I hear somebody like oh, Riley. And I was like, so, so, so glad to meet this woman because uh, I don't know how our conversation ended up this, but you know, we got to talking about Kane and, things that had happened to me and I started kind of crying and I feel like sometimes because I feel like you listeners are fam to me, which I really do mean that. Like I was like, I'm sorry, I'm crying on you. And she's like, no, it's okay. Like emotions shouldn't be suppressed. And I was like, damn, I'm allergic to suppressing my emotions now because of the fact that I felt like I suppressed them so much in that last year that I was there. Um, but I definitely think I'm going to be creating that day. I'll probably have some of the best candles come out my workshop ever, you know, ever. Um, maybe some new really Riley merch. Like I did that podcast like almost a year ago now. I think it was like a second or third one I did after I got my podcast back. Um, turning pain into creativity. I found that is my biggest form of dealing with that because it's the longest amount of time I have ever been out of terrestrial radio, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to go back. 
I never say never, ever, ever, ever. And I want to, you know, there's maybe an opportunity or two coming up. I'm hoping it will, but if it doesn't, I'm not as hurt about it as I was. Well, I can't say that. I take it day by day, really. But the fact that I can even put that thought into my brain without falling on the floor crying means that I've definitely made some progress. And I don't know that I want to mark that day with anything significant other than creating new things. Because now there's been some time That day more so marks the beginning of a new life for me. It was painful, and in a lot of ways I still relive it um, when my period comes around or (laughs) when things go bad or I'm stressed or scared, but it wasn't a bad thing now. It wasn't the space that I was supposed to be in so many ways. And I still have you guys. So... Now that time has passed and I'm refocusing all of my power into good and moving forward and healing. Now that doesn't mean that I'm never going to tell my story again or I'm not going to revisit some things because I think it's helpful for other people to hear. And also if you guys are curious, like I want you to know because you guys have always been there for me the way that I was always able to be there for you on terrestrial radio. So I don't ever want that to stop. So That's a good question, ma'am. I don't think I'm going to do anything crazy big with that day, though. Maybe I will have a really big thing of DQ. Because damn, their cheesecake fudge fall menu thingy. Oof, so good. Um, The first time you made your vision board, did you show Marshall? (laughs) This sort of makes me embarrassed now because some of you have seen said first vision board because I always bring it to me whenever I do a vision board seminar. Um... So I can show you like a tangible object of like what I really did manifest and like, you know, what one would look like or just an idea. And now I think about it, I'm like, damn, that's kind of embarrassing. I mean, it's not because what's for you is for you. And if Marshall was scared of that at the time, then he wasn't for me. Well, thank God he was. Um, Because my first vision board had like a big old honk and engagement ring on it, which looks pretty similar to the one I have now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it had another baby on it. It had a house on it. It had all these things. And like I had it displayed right outside my bathroom because in the bedroom that I had at the time, it was like the bed facing the bathroom opening and you couldn't miss it. Um, and I wasn't ashamed of it. Like the idea is to put that vision board somewhere where you're going to see it every day and look at it and envision it and believe that it's already yours. So if he'd been spooked by that at the time, eh. like, I don't think I would have been about it, you know, cause the poor dude had to ask me out three times to get me to go out with him because I was supposed to be doing dry January at that time in terms of dating. We met on January 7th. So there's that. Um, how did you overcome the drinking? I try and want to, but life happens and stress. So on I go, I think. Instagram keeps cutting off the damn messages. Um, I really started it as a fitness thing because I was working out. It was my first year training and I wasn't seeing any movement and I was getting all of this like mental clarity in the gym, but then I wasn't losing any weight. I wasn't gaining any muscle and I was like, all right, well, let me just try to do this for 
30 days, you know, because they say that 28 days is what it only takes 28 days to start a habit or kick a habit or whatever. So I was like, all right, 30 days. Um, and if I'm honest, I already knew that that needed to be a thing that hit, hit, the, hit the pavement because it wasn't going to go anywhere good for me. And let's face it, you know, the fireball that I used to love and my wine, it, it turns me into Tasmanian Riley. And I was just in a really depressed state at that time. And sauteing my brain over and over and over again just didn't work well to be a single mommy and a radio personality and keep things in my life in check or intact or, or just anything good. And I thought, like, I could never go that 30 days. I was like, this is going to be hard as fuck. Because I used to be able to, like, stop for, like, a week. I'd be like, okay, I'm just not going to drink for a week. And then, But then that Friday or Saturday that the week was over would come around and boom, we were right back, you know, and then I would do a cleanse or something like that. And boom, we'd be right back, you know? So it was a, it was a very like push pull type of thing. And then it just became, it got so old for me that I was like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired with that. And 30 days rolled by then two months, three months, four months, five months, six months. I was like, all right, well, let me just see if I can go for a year. And you know, when I was dating at the time, People are like, what? You don't drink? And that was so damn annoying. Because I'm like, it's the only fucking legal drug. Well, now weed. But then, six years ago almost now, that people push. And, like, it's it's weird if you don't ingest it or whatever. And I would have thought that same thing, too. Like, in radio, you you it's like you're not your job to get drunk. But it's like it's everywhere. Everywhere you go. All the time. And a year hit, and I was just feeling so good. And I was really hitting my fitness goals and my body felt good. My skin cleared up. My eyes seemed brighter. Everything in life just seemed brighter. And I was like a year sans alcohol when I met Marshall. And I was like, well, damn, like if life is so good without this, why am I going to put it back in there? You know, it's just, you can, you can, you know, as far as like stresses, I totally get that. Like it was, it sucked at first, like to not have that crutch that was a big crutch of mine. But that's when working out came in, and that's when I found like different alternatives and like, you know, to drinking. Like I have my little like faux cocktails that I like to drink, and I've done many a fave five on those. Um, and maybe I'll do another one before the holidays come around. But you can do it if you if you're already asking that question. You do have the want. It's just making the will happen after. Um, let's see. What else? Have you tried more of the skincare from Trader Joe's, like the retinol oil? I have not. So I really like Trader Joe's like skincare formulas because they seem pretty like, you know, organic or like not with a lot of crap in them. I really just, I love their, um, it's their gel moisturizer. Cause I'm a big sucker for gel moisturizer, especially in the summer when you don't want like a lot of heavy stuff on your face. But I haven't tried any of their other stuff. There is like a couple that just came out like that retinol. I don't love retinol in a bottle most of the times because I get prescription retinol um only just because I don't know what's exactly in there in terms of dosage and like retinol can be really harsh on your skin or like you can have reactions to it so I haven't tried it yet but there's a couple of other other skincare products that I really do want to get into because it's like not that expensive um can you invite people over every Sunday for dinner and expect them to keep your house clean as a museum just as you do, including toddlers age three and one? <gasps> okay. 
So I'm not a human that usually loves having people over my house. It's not my favorite thing. I guess it's just because I entertain for a living that I don't really love entertaining. Marshall loves entertaining. And we have this big house and like, you know, whenever people come over, I just, I, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I'm not going to just throw like some Ritz crackers and like cheese whiz out. I have to do a charcuterie board and I want to make a cake and I want to make everything comfortable for them. I am not a fan of like play dates at my house with little kids or like having people over with their kids because it's like our house is pretty baby proof seeing as how we have Malin because that kid's our little bull in a china shop like um but everything in my house is grayish you know like light and white and gray and you know how do you scold somebody else's kid I don't do that inwardly I do but outwardly I don't but yeah, I can't deal with like fingerprints because some parents, like I'm not saying any that I've had over my house, but I've been over other people's houses that I've seen. I'm like, damn, get your child. Like, damn it. Like, what are you letting this kid wreck my shit for? Like if they're over there, like throwing the blocks around and like not putting anything back, if they're old enough, right? I mean, three and one, one's really hard. Three, you can kind kind of reason with them. Not really. Depends on the kid, but the parents need to step up then. You know, you don't need to be letting your kid run ragged or don't bring them. I, that sounds mean, but I just feel like for me as a parent, I would never let my kid go and destroy somebody's house ever. Like I would leave before I would do that. So yeah. I mean, like, again, I don't ever question anybody's parenting ever. If I did not give birth to that child, I don't have the right to tell you shit about them. But if you're in my house and they're destroying it, I probably wouldn't say anything in the moment, but I'm, we might have words later because that would annoy the crap out of me. Like I, my house, I don't say is as clean as a museum. I mean, some parts of it is because Marshall's very OCD, but I just feel like it, it I, for like a year, we didn't go anywhere with Malin because he's so crazy. I don't want to say we didn't go anywhere, but we were very sparse at the things that we would go to because I'm like, I don't want to leave my house with my kid just to spend the whole time cleaning up somebody else's house or like being on edge because he's going to break something like no. So I don't know. Like I would just go with that with a grain of salt and gauge how much you like these people. <laughs> I mean, sorry, not sorry. Um, how far would you move for a radio opportunity? Um, well, before it used to be anything and everything, you know, because my radio career started in Florida in Tampa and I went from Florida to Michigan in February. That was a fucking shock and a half. Like, I'll never forget getting into the cab drivers. Cabs, yes, because Uber wasn't a thing. That's how old I am now. Um, this cab driver that actually became like my like local cab guy because my mom was so nervous, me moving away from home, even though I was 26. Um, but I had nobody there. And it was in the middle of winter. And this cab driver was like, oh, you got to get your Michigan blood. And I'm like, what? the hell does that mean? Because Florida blood, like we were, I was not used to it. My hands used to, were blue for the better part of a year. Um, I went from Michigan to Memphis, Tennessee and stayed there for six and a half years, five and a half, six and a half, six years. And then left Memphis, went to Nashville, was there for like a year almost. And then Atlanta was calling. Uh, so it was in Atlanta for three years and then left there for the Kane show. And I've been here for almost seven. And I moved with the baby. Lyric was just over, like he was 12 months old, like just over a year old when we moved here. And I didn't care. I was chasing it and it didn't matter. Now I have not two 
not one, not two, but four lives that would be involved in that decision. And I think that like, I don't know, like it would have to be the perfect job opportunity or the things, the stars just all aligned. And what does that look like? You know, because I would be asking my husband to give up a lot and we would be giving up a lot, like our home and his family here and the schools and just normalcy for my kids. Like, because when they're little like this, like all they want is you. That was a different lesson that I had to do, you know, that I had to learn. Not that I would have given up my radio career for that, which sounds terrible, but sorry, not sorry, because sometimes this in this last year, given the, you know, trauma that I went through, they didn't always get the best representation of their mother. But I don't know where, I, like I said, I don't ever say never to anything. But right now, moving, I don't know. It would have to be something pretty perfect. And pay me a lot of money. A lot of money. Because <laughs> I'm worth it, damn it. Um, oh. Did you know Kane's ex-wife listens to your podcast? So... I did not. Um, I'm not mad at that. I'm not like, I don't want to say I'm not shocked because it's not like I'm being, you know, pompous or anything like that. Um, I I, want to say I sort of knew, not newer, but like Natasha and I knew each other when I was an intern at the radio station and you know, like I have met her in person and we had conversations. She was always lovely to me. That was 20 years ago, you know, obviously, as you guys know, lots of things have happened and I don't hold any like weird feelings or any kind of ick towards any of the people that have been involved in that situation, except for, you know, the ones that are <laughs> still involved in that situation. Um, the one that wears a like, cowboy hat and wears black all the time and, you know, the one that's named after a flower. Um, but... I, I want to say I'm kind of like happy, I guess, or uh, I don't know what the word would be. Like, I'm, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised because we, <sighs> I'm like sitting here trying to pick my words so well because her experience and my experience were vastly different in the way of what I'm saying is that what she experienced was 8 million times worse than what I did. But I would imagine, like, her listening to this podcast, there would be hopefully somewhat of an understanding of what I'm saying. Or hopefully, like, maybe there would be different feelings towards me now versus what there might have been throughout the years, you know, because whatever like happened outside of the station was happening some of it while I was there on that show so yeah I mean I would if I was her I would be I mean I've listened to the podcast that she does with Sarah Frazier you know I've heard him so I'm I'm not mad surprised I'm happy you know like I'm it's a pleasant thing that she would listen you know I think that, especially like I said, in this stage of life, like healing and moving forward, like I've come to decisions that like, I'm not judging 
any books by anybody else's cover story. You see what I mean? Like there's the tabloids and there's what other people will say and what, you know, you're meant to believe because other people make you believe it or want you. Like, that's a thing. So many people have asked me, like, was I shocked? Was I surprised? Like, oh my God. Like, no, I'm not an idiot. You know, sometimes when you're Switzerland, it's not because you want to be Switzerland. It's because the wars on either side are not your war to fight. You know, there's not a gain in you getting in and choosing sides. That doesn't mean you don't have an opinion and a strong one. That doesn't mean that you don't see things and panic knowing what bullshit they were. But when you're a single mom and you'd just given up so much more than I can even legally say for lyrics sake what do you do the I, I like I I'm glad she listens I'm hoping that if she hears this one you know she can I don't know what the hell, like, I don't know what to say, like, that she can just understand that I understand. And I always did. And who knows? Maybe we'll connect. Um, Because person to person, like, I understand, empathize, maybe I understand. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm going to quit fucking mincing my words here just because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Because then I always end up saying the wrong thing because I'm trying to say the wrong thing. Whatever. I think that our paths have crossed. Like, I haven't seen her in in person. And fuck, I was 24, 25 last time I saw her. Obviously, you know, I had followed her blog way before anything happened that was bad. And I followed it for a long time because I thought she was a really good writer. I thought that like the content that she put out was always good. I always like, you know, thought that the things like that she would make and the outfits that she would wear, I always thought it was like really good, you know, and when things were good and I wasn't even a part of all that, you know, I was off doing my own radio thing. I was like, you know, seemingly from somebody on the outside, they were ha- like, whatever, I'm not going to see I'm going too far. Anyway, I always thought that she was a cool chick. You know, did I see some things in the very early days of my radio career that I was just like, ooh, whoopsies between the two of them? Yeah, but what fucking relationship, what couple doesn't go through that sometimes? Especially with a spicy-ass Latinas, you know? So, <laughs> that opened up a damn Pandora's box, friends. I told y'all, I told y'all, y'all come with the good shit. You guys always have the best questions for me um, with Ask Riley. So hopefully I answered them to the best of my ability and didn't confuse you guys further. But um, yeah, I love you guys so much for sticking around, for being in my corner, for giving me a voice, for bringing my hope back to the forefront. Um, Very excited for Friday's podcast because a show me the ring is coming back. Like one of my favorite, well, I can't pick a favorite because I love doing these with you guys. That 
is also something that came about when I was on regular radio that whenever anybody would send me a DM or they would call into the show and be like, I just got engaged. I'm like, oh my God, show me the ring. You know, because a lot of them was when I was engaged and I love love and I love being very excited for people. And I also wanted to be a gemologist in another life. So I'm really into like different engagement rings and what their stories tell. So that's show me the ring. And the show me the ring for Friday is my friend, Holly. She is a radio diva. I sound like 90 when I say that a radio diva, whatever. She's a radio superhero. Let's put it that way. Um, we've been on panels together before we've like, you know, run the same circles in radio and she's just a really cool chick but her fucking story gives me goosebumps up and down because you know we keep it real and really Riley and it's one of the realest amazing romantic sweet proposals manifested if you will with a rose quartz and a beautiful rock I mean damn my proposal was perfect for me and I wouldn't change a damn thing about it but Rose Quartz being involved with your proposal, you y'all fucking know this shit's up my alley. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to hear that on Friday. So, hey, if you guys have an Ask Riley at any time, please do me a favor. Hit me up. Podcast at gmail.com. The text line is 410-604-8895. Um, DMs are always open at Riley Couture, at Really Riley Podcast, at House of W by Riley. That's my candle business. And if you guys want to keep the lights on with the podcast, please become a part of the We Got This Army. You get a lot of perks. You get a lot of exclusive audio. Sometimes when there's things that I will refrain from saying here on the podcast, I will send there. Um, And you also get five bucks off merch when you first sign up and you get the exclusive info on all of my events that I'm doing. You get coupons to the events, just all lots of good stuff. And also it supports little old me. So I love you. We got this army and future. We got this army. So I hope you have a really great night and I will talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening. It's really Riley.